Why are you judging my daughter's diving? I wasn't talking about her. I was finalizing this month's special at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. 2.99% interest for 10 years. Wow, 2.99. Yeah? Visit PellaWI.com. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is the Jeff Wagner Show. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is open now. Give us a call at 855-616-1620. And now, WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. Good afternoon, Wisconsin. Welcome to the show. Okay, so Mike Spaulding, I have a question to mm-hmm. ask you, and I want you to be, like you always are, perfectly honest. Okay, last night, Brewers, Dodgers, and, and one of the things they had going on, it was Dollar Hot Dog Night. Okay. What a day! Yeah. Well, so we we This is my first question. If I knew, I know you were not at the game last night, but if you were at the game and it was dollar hot dog night, how many hot dogs would you would you buy? Do you two, anticipate two? You'd buy two because yeah. you're right. You're, you're you're you know that that's it. You you're not going to eat more than two hot dogs. Correct. As a practical no. matter, right? Okay, right. You would think that. Well, I, I don't. All right, so I, we walk in. We get there about twenty five minutes before the game. My seats are behind home plate and. We, we walk into that main concourse behind home plate. There were, and I'm not exaggerating, I'd say 70 to 80 people in line at each one of the concession stands behind home plate, all to buy the, the dollar hot dogs. And then if you go down the third base, and that, now I'm curious because I see a radio story. Now, I didn't go up to the second or third level, but as I, I'm walking around the first floor concourse, th- that is not an unusual thing. Before the game, 50 to 60 people in line at every one of the places to buy the hot dogs. The other thing that I, I notice, now, if they had a limit on the number of hot dogs you could buy, I did not see that. Because <laughs> I see people walking, and they had all these trays, and they're piled high with hot dogs. So I was actually thinking, I'm going to get a dollar hot dog, but I'm not going to wait in line for 25 minutes to get a dollar hot dog. So... And then what happens is at some of the places, they're running out of hot dogs. And they say, well, we've got to prep more, so it'll be like a 20-minute wait. And then people are standing in another line to wait to get the, the, 20, the, the, the 20 minutes to get the hot dogs. So anyhow, we, we go to our seats, and it's my friend and I, and, and we're, we're on the aisle. And the, the four seats next to us um, are, are vacant. And oh, about the middle of the first inning, maybe late in the first inning, woman comes in. She sits like four, she goes four seats over. Her, what I think is a boyfriend, he comes in, he's got a tray with six hot dogs. Okay? He's mm-hmm. got the tray. Okay. Then next to him comes another guy who's, I think, one of his buddies. He's with the guy and the gal. He's got, I think it's eight hot dogs in, in a tray. And then three minutes later, another guy comes in, he's got eight hot dogs in a tray. So these, I will. I think it's eight, eight, and six. I'm, so I think they got twenty-two hot dogs, but it—I it, it, could be exaggerating. It could be six, six, and six. It could be eighteen. So this is the four of them, and I'm kind of noticing the woman's not eating any. So it's the, these three guys. Mm-hmm. Middle, honest to God, middle of the second inning, one of the guys gets up, goes back. He's gone for another inning and a half. He comes back. He's got another tray full of hot dogs. So these three, maybe four people polished off damn near 30 hot dogs in the space of, I mean, just just a couple innings. And and this is not an unusual experience. I'm watching people with these just trays piled high with the the dollar hot dogs. And and so at one point in time, again, looking for the radio story, I I go try to buy, like, one of these hot dogs. But, I mean, the, the lines... Okay, I paid a lot of money to the tickets to see the game. I, I'm not going to wait in line for a dollar hot dog. Uh, but but people people were doing it. I guess 
I understand that people want a deal. But th- these three guys ate like eight to ten hot dogs apiece, for goodness sakes, all because they were a dollar. This is the example of uh, just you can doesn't mean you should. <laughs> um, I, what do you think you feel like after eight hot dogs? I understand it's a free country. We can do what we want. Right. But right. eating three or 12, you're going to be just as you're still going to need to eat breakfast today. Well, you you would think, and of course, then I mean, it was a good deal, I think, for the brewers because, like, like these guys, they've each got like two mixed drinks and they've got beers and stuff. So they're because you got to wash down, you know, eight to ten hot dogs. But I'm just, I, I'm I'm just I'm kind of marveling at this. And you're right, just because it's cheap and it's a deal doesn't mean that you should do it. And I'm, I also it's kind of like I just don't have the guts to go up there. And, and again. It's not like I mean I understand if you're buying eight hot dogs and you've got like a family of four there it's a good deal but that's not what this was these were just people buying as many hot dogs as they possibly can for the sake of eating as many hot dogs because they were a dollar. But not only do you not have the guts to go order that many imagine what your guts feel like after eating that many <laughs> oh, yeah. it can't be pretty and I I said two hot dogs because there's no way. Mrs. Spaulding would let me order eight. There's zero <laughs> chance that would ever happen. Yeah, that's right. I, I, yes, yes. Mrs. Wagner kind of feels the same way. Here's our text. Dollar hot dogs are the contemporary equivalent of the 1970s 10-cent beer nights at the ballpark. Chaos and antisocial littering behavior galore. Milwaukeeans love a bargain regardless of whether or not they really need the item. You don't need it. I guarantee you that. You don't need eight. You do, you do, you do not need eight. And again, it's just, and it, but it was, it wasn't just the two people next to me or the three people next to me. It was people after people with tray after tray after tray just piled high with with hot dogs. Do you watch Bar Rescue? Yeah, sure. So you know how they get the bar the way that John Taffer wants it, and then they do the stress test night. Do you think? Dollar hot dog day for Brewers concessions employees. This is like stress test oh, day. I, 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 I can't well, imagine. it was. It was. I mean, and I was looking at these people. That that's a very good point because they're they're kind of got this look of panic in their eyes, yeah. and because people wait in the line and then they get up there and they're told, okay, well, we're, what was what woman told me? We're prepping the hot dogs. It'll be twenty minutes, and then she points me over to this other line, which is all these people that are in the line waiting for the prepped hot dogs. And and meanwhile, I mean, the game is going on. It was yeah. act, it was actually a good game, and I'm thinking, huh, how much did you spend for the tickets? And now you're going to spend like like an hour waiting in line for eight dollar hot dogs that you really don't need. It's why we can't have nice things. Exactly, it is. All right. Um, the Brewers game coming up in just a few minutes. I want to talk about something serious before that. Our number is 855-616-1620. Here's the story. Monday afternoon, 77-year-old man visiting Milwaukee from Rhode Island is with his wife. They are heading to church at noon. They are walking across the Kilbourn Street Bridge downtown that spans the Milwaukee River. If you can picture that, kind of by the, the PAC and things like that. I call it the PAC. I don't know what to call it now. But um, he is on the bridge. While he and his wife are on the bridge, the bridge starts to rise. It starts to go up, and it's a drawbridge. It goes up in half. His wife is able, she's far enough along on the bridge that she is able to get off the bridge. He is not able to do that. So it goes up. He clings as the bridge continues to rise. He clings to, to life and ultimately um, loses his grip, falls. He, he's dead. Horrible, horrible story. As it turns out, the bridge is unmanned, and apparently in an effort to save money a number of years ago, what Milwaukee did 
is it, it, it got rid of bridge operators on all of these different bridges. And what it did was it combined it. So now there's like one operator that is supposed to look at six or seven bridges. And then the operator is supposed to look at cameras and make sure that the bridge is clear before they raise the bridge. And in this particular case, the operator missed it. The, the, and we don't know why the operator missed it, but the guy was on the bridge. It, it, it appears from all the evidence that he was on the bridge before the uh, barricades went down, before the bells and whistles started to sound. But he's 77 years old, and he wasn't able to get off it. And again, because there wasn't somebody on the scene to check, there was somebody who was depending on cameras a mile away or whatever. They raised the bridge, and, and he he fell. There's a story, um, actually, Channel 12 has this, and from the perspective, putting on my old attorney hat, I'm thinking, oh, my goodness gracious, you know, because you know that there will be a, a lawsuit. The response of, like, one of the aldermen, Bob Bauman, he says that, um, yeah, we, we, we did this. We dropped the number of operators because we wanted to save money. Um, as it is, it's a hundred time dollars every time a bridge goes up, funded by the taxpayers. Right now, we're spending about six million dollars a year on bridge operations. If we put all the bridge tenders back year round, that could double. So, you know, in order to have people that are watching this and each one of these bridges manned, it would cost us about six million dollars, which is a lot of money. Except I would add that the lawsuit, as a matter of fact, I sent out a tweet on this. You can follow me. It's at Jeff Wagner 620. The lawsuit that is going to come of this. Trust me, the city's going to be on the hook for lots more than $6 million in connection with this. Our number is 855-616-1620. Obviously, this system did not work, whether it was operator error or lack of safety or whatever. Because Milwaukee wanted an automation company that originally installed the first version of the bridge control back in the 1980s, it was then replaced by another company's product. I always felt this type of automation was a very dangerous and a bad application. I would much rather have seen the city pay for an operator at each bridge, 855-616-1620, which is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text nine Line. A lot of people are commenting on the $6 million, $6 million a year to run to man 12 bridges. They must be really well-paying positions. Where do I apply? Yeah, I don't know where that number is. Now, Jeff, don't assume that having a tender at each bridge solves the issue. If you can't pay attention to a camera, don't assume they'll pay attention to a window. Well, I, I think, I mean, I guess that that's fair, but I do think it's much less likely that you're going to have something like this happen if you have a, a tender that is actually there. Whatever this system is, it did not work. And whether it's human error, but you, you would also think that there should be some sort of backup, some kind of sensor or something that tells you there is a person that's on, on the bridge, wouldn't you? Greg and Horicon. Greg, you're on WTMJ. Good afternoon. Hey, Jeff, I, I think you just kind of covered uh, my, my thunder there. Um, first of all, uh, the, the woman actually, you know, probably shouldn't have spoke up. She said her husband was hard of hearing and either on his phone or iPad, and she was yelling at him. And there's got to be bells and whistles before this, uh, you know, bridge starts going up. So, you know, I mean, there, there's part of the problem. The second thing is once the bridge goes up and the boat's underneath, it's not like you can stop the motion of the bridge or the boat, you know, that quick. And, uh, uh, again, sensors plus a, a living person would help. 
Right. But if, if you applied sensors, could you hold uh, the company that provides no. sensors accountable well, to some degree? Well, I mean, thank you. Know, yeah, interesting point, Greg. No, thank, I mean, you know, and, and, and the one thing I, the one thing I do not know, I, I, I think what happened is that this couple was on the bridge before the bells and whistles went off and the, and the barricade went down. Now, I, I could be wrong. I don't think so, uh, right, because th- that maybe obviously changes the story a little bit if the bells and whistles are flashing and the barricades come down and you walk past them. I don't believe that was the case. I think they were already on the bridge, and she was she was walking ahead of him And when, when all this started to happen. But regardless, what's supposed to happen is before the – operator lifts the bridge he's he or she is supposed to visually look at this and make sure that there's not somebody still on that bridge and for whatever reason that either wasn't done or it wasn't done correctly or or whatever that the camera system didn't work there's no backup there's no sensors or anything like that now i do it from a lawsuit perspective maybe the liability issue changes a little bit if if they had walked past when the bells and whistles were already going i don't believe that's the case because the wife was able to get off the off the bridge she once the bells and whistles started going off and once the, the barricades came down she was able to to hurry up he he was he wasn't able to do that but that doesn't change the fact that you shouldn't be raising these bridges when there there's people that are on them 8556161620 and i guess i just I, I'm, I'm having trouble with the alderman saying six million dollars for this, and but even if that's the number, th- th- I'm just going to tell you something. Th- this is this is bad. Th- this first of all, a 77 year old man on his way to church on a Monday afternoon loses his life. That that's number one. But but number two, from a liability perspective, can you imagine that that's you're you're walking in downtown Milwaukee, you're going across the bridge. All of a sudden, you know, you're halfway across, and and boom, the the, the bridge starts to ri- rise up. I mean, what the heck are you going to do in a situation like that? It's a bad, bad, bad setting, and the, the city is freely admitting, hey, the reason we don't have you know bridge tenders there is because we wanted to save some money. Um, I don't think so. Um, don't think so at all. Let's talk to Mark. Mark, you're on WTMJ. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, Jeff. What Thank do you, you think? Sure, what do you think? Uh, well, well, I think that that $6 million price tag is certainly getting padded somewhere because as someone who uh, puts cameras in for my job, uh, I don't see any reason why you couldn't have one guy manning, what, 10 different bridges because all he has to do is hit a button to stop the bridge if you see someone that's on the bridge. You don't need a person at every single bridge. You just need a one or maybe two competent people that can keep an eye on all the bridges. And when one's going up, they just make sure nobody's on it. It doesn't need a person at every single bridge. And there's a much better solution to it than spending millions and millions and millions of dollars for uh, something that should be able to be resolved pretty easily. Well, Mark, all, all I know is that they've got the camera system in place and, and it didn't work. Now, again, maybe it's maybe it's operator error. Maybe the guy was eating a sandwich or something and, and missed this. But it seems to me, 
if you're not going to have these bridges that are going to be personally manned, which, once again, I think is kind of penny-wise and pound-foolish, and and any money the city saved is going to go up in smoke in a lawsuit. I, I just I make that prediction. But if that's the case, there needs to be better backup. There needs to be more than just a visual inspection on a camera by some guy a mile and a half away who's supposed to be looking at seven or eight bridges. You know, maybe it's, again, maybe it's some more sensor technology that detects whether there's movement on the bridge or something and blocks it but but something more needs to happen because what they're doing now just isn't working and if it's an effort to save money well I think the city I think this has come back to bite them in the butt in a big way and unfortunately a 77 year old man is dead here's the text Jeff there are plenty of sensors you can put on bridges to stop operation if somebody is on the bridge that's sure a lot cheaper than six million dollars I worked in heavy industry and we had them on machinery cranes etc yeah I think the city of Milwaukee needs to flashing red lights figure out what's going on here and even if this was operator error design systems if you're not going to put people on the bridges to make sure that this does not happen again in the interim man it's going to be a big time lawsuit all right i am out of time brewers game coming up go brewers beat the dodgers